It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Training camp is almost here for the Cincinnati Bengals, which means it's almost time for us to do a training camp preview. That'll be coming next week. Before we get there, let's take a look around the AFC North and talk about how the Bengals' rivals have changed in 2022. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. Together, we are your hosts of the Lockdown Bengals podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate As always, all of our subscribers, all of our followers, all of you who comment, who leave reviews, and all of you who make us your first listen. Before we dive into the AFC North, James, a small update on a topic near and dear to my heart. Chidobe Awuzie actually had a chance to play for the title of Blitz Champs, the chess tournament that we talked about in our last episode in which he had a couple of technical issues, some mouse slips that led to some losses against Amari Cooper on Sunday, I believe the tournament finished. And I did not know that he had a chance to play for the championship at that point. I thought since he didn't win his group that he was out of the running. Turns out he did have a chance. He beat Larry Fitzgerald 2-0, two games, two wins. And then against Amari Cooper in the final, who just barely edged out Will Davis in his semifinal, Cheeto won 2-0 again. Dominant stuff from Awuzie, and we hope that translates to the regular season. And it kind of backs up the way he looked. He looked like the best player until the mouse slips started happening. The technical issues started happening. And I think that the best player won the chess tournament. But that correction, that update out of the way, let's dive in to the other teams of the AFC North, James. And we'll talk about Amari Cooper, who Cheeto will see plenty of twice assuming both players are healthy in 2022. We'll get to the Browns in a little bit. We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens, who many think are the primary contender with the Cincinnati Bengals for the AFC North in 2022. 
And a lot has been made about this secondary. Easily the strength of the team, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews aside, for an entire unit that isn't just one player like quarterback, it's a secondary that pundits would point to, and rightfully so, badly injured last year. The group down to third and fourth corners. They instead bring in Marcus Williams this year to go to safety, draft Kyle Hamilton, who many thought was the best player, regardless of position in the draft. And that secondary looks formidable if it's healthy. And it will need to be to go toe-to-toe with the Bengals' weapons. Yeah, it will. And, you know, that's their strength for sure is is that secondary. And, look, Baltimore, when you think of Baltimore, what do you think about? You think about defense. And, you know, that's how they're going to play. Um, You know, what I think about the Ravens, I think I'm like – a half an inch and, you know, maybe 0.2 away from starting at wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Cause there's their receivers, man. I don't know how the hell they're going to be able to trot out this crew. And I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful. And I actually like Rashad Bateman a lot, like the pick last year, but, and, and I think Devin Duvernay is okay. They liked him out of Texas a few years ago. But if you're telling me that in 2022, and I don't give a damn what your offensive scheme is, who your quarterback is, doesn't matter. All right. You're going to trot out there Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, and James Prochet with a guy named uh, – I, I can't even say it. I can't even I, – Jalen Moore, I can say. Tylen Wallace, I can say. These guys aren't scaring anybody. You want to talk about Cheeto. Cheeto Bayouzier was much more nervous playing chess than he's going to be going up against these dudes twice a year. So, like, that's the thing that really stands out to me. Uh, I, I love their secondary. I agree with you. You know, adding Kyle Hamilton to that, amazing. I look at their offensive line. Kevin Zeitler should be a Bengal. The Bengals should have signed him last year. Instead, the Ravens gave him the bag that he wanted, and he's playing in Baltimore. They got Tyler Linderbaum, who was my dream scenario for the Bengals at 31, to play center, even though they wouldn't have taken him at 31, and we know that. We have it on pretty good accord. So they got that guy. They have a Morgan Moses who we've talked about a few times. Ronnie Stanley, if he's healthy. Like, I like a lot of their pieces. I like Lamar Jackson, who's sorry, ESPN. He is a top 10 quarterback. I And it wasn't ESPN, sorry. It was their, their talking to executives, coaches, and whoever. Whoever the hell that thinks Dak Prescott's better than Lamar Jackson is out of their damn minds. I don't care what fan base we're talking to. So uh, there's that. Uh, so there's a lot of pieces I like. But this is a weapons league. It's 2022. It's not 1952 or 1982. It's 2022. And the weapons, I mean, I think you might be a belt bar away, Jake. I'm serious from making the Ravens practice squad. So uh, a wide receiver, you, you, you're long, you're tall, six one, got some long arms. You got a shot, my man. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I think that when you're talking about the Ravens' weapons, it's Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, and not much else. And Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a one-man weapon in some ways and can make things happen on his own in ways that many quarterbacks in the league can't. He can create a lot for himself with his legs. He forces defenses to react differently. Now, a talking point that I know Bengals fans love is that when you blitz Lamar Jackson, you send five or more guys, his passing performance really falls off a cliff. His EPA struggles, for example. And so there's that approach that I'm sure Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have thought about and will try to mitigate in the future. Teams may try to blitz the Ravens 
on offense out of the gates early. But part of that has been that they don't have weapons, and I think that's still the case. Even though Rashad Bateman is a big breakout candidate, if you ask a lot of folks that that study receivers, Matt Harmon, one of those guys, we had him on doing reception perception. I know he's a big fan of Rashad Bateman. Mm -hmm. Devin DuVernay, James Proche, and who? Makai Polk was a guy that I wanted the Bengals to get as a college free agent. He's on the team. But, I mean, we're talking about a college free agent at that point. And then it's like, how much does Mark Andrews – do for you a lot. He's really good. How much does Lamar Jackson do for you? If he's healthy a lot, he's really good. The offensive line, like you said, could be good. In addition to Kevin Zeitler, we didn't talk about Ben Cleveland, who could take a step in his second year. The mammoth out of Georgia, who we talked about drafting last year, Daniel Falele, another massive offensive lineman, a theme. I think Tyler Linderbaum aside for the Ravens in recent drafts is really liking these really large dudes on the offensive line, Orlando Brown, another example of that before they traded him to Kansas city. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of offensive approach we see from the Ravens with the, the departure of Hollywood Brown and Mm -hmm. the potential emergence of Rashad Bateman, knowing they have Mark Andrews. I do think the remade offensive line for the Ravens does matter though. The way we talk Mm -hmm. about it for the Bengals, I think it should be a little bit better for them. The big question for them is going to be health again. A bit of an older team with guys like Kalias Campbell playing really significant roles. I know he's not been hurt, but they have had injuries in the secondary, and that was a big problem for them last year. And can they find a pass rush? This was my question for them all year last year is they had to manufacture pass rush all year. That bit them against the Bengals. They tried to blitz Joe Burrow. It didn't work. New defensive coordinator in town. They add David Ojabo. They've uh, got uh, Adafe Owa again going into his second year. They brought back Justin Houston. They add Travis Jones in the third round. A bunch of quality players, but can they get a pass rush out of these guys? Ojabo not going to play this year. So where's the pass rush coming from? Or do they have to just blitz again? And if they have to blitz a lot again, regardless of the secondary, I think that's something that, that favors the Bengals. And so... That will be an interesting thing from a matchup perspective. That'll be fun. And, and let's make sure we don't neglect special teams, right, James? I mean, you, you on allbengals.com talked about the, the Bengals have two guys on the superstar list now over at NFL.com. The only mm-hmm. non-offensive player who is a superstar on that list was Justin Tucker. Now, mm-hmm. how about some Justin Tucker, Evan McPherson battle for yeah. that superstar spot at kicker in the NFL? Could be if, you know, if Evan continues to ascend, but Justin Tucker right now, he's the the Steph Curry, right? There is no range. That dude could kick a 70 yarder and I wouldn't blink. I wouldn't be shocked. Right. So uh, there is that, but yeah, it, it, look, they're, they're a really good team. And if there is a, a number one threat to the Bengals AFC North title hopes, you know, going back to back in the AFC North for the first time ever, by the way, it's these Ravens. Uh, you know, because they have the star quarterback. They have a great defense. They have uh, pieces on offense that, yeah, they're they're okay in spots. Like, I, I think that, you know, they'll still be able to run the ball. I, I like Mark Andrews. But overall, man, I, could they win the division? I think they could win the division. I don't think with those weapons you're winning a Super Bowl in this day and age. Maybe I'm wrong. Up next, we'll switch gears to another team that lacks weapons and has a lot of controversy at quarterback, it is the Cleveland Browns. But first, a word from Dave. And look, we always, you know, a lot of us have been in the situation, I know I have, where you're 
in between checks or something comes up and you're like, man, how am I going to cover this? How am I going to pay for it? Well, Dave can help. Dave is a banking app that's going to help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. So if you need a little one, bit more money to fill your tank, which who doesn't with these gas prices that we're dealing with right now, buy a wedding gift, catch up on different bills. Dave can help you do that. It's a free app that's going to help you tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest. There's no credit check required. Millions of people have used it. All you have to do is download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. That's dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees applied. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future, you will thank you with Dave. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's keep going in the AFC North with the Cleveland Browns. I am actually a little bit skeptical of that Ravens defense, by the way. I like the secondary like you, skeptical of the front seven. We'll see how that plays out. Could take a, could take a bit of a jump. But as I said, let's move on to the, the Cleveland Browns here. And it's it's an interesting time for the Cleveland Browns to be polite. There is a massive distraction and controversy, I would imagine, with Deshaun Watson in that locker room. You ask Browns fans, half of them are upset that they paid all that money, they paid all those assets to acquire Deshaun Watson with what he was accused of. Half of them will will tell you that he shouldn't be suspended. Very divisive. For Cleveland Brown fans and the NFL as of the time of this recording on Tuesday has not announced Deshaun Watson's suspension. Mm. That aside, is this team very different? The quarterback sure is a massive, massive change for this team, regardless of who it is. It will not be Baker Mayfield. He's been traded to the Cleveland Browns still constructed traded to the Carolina Panthers. Traded to the Carolina Panthers. Thanks, James. Uh, looking at looking at the Cleveland Browns, talking about the Cleveland Browns, traded from the Cleveland Browns. Still constructed to be a Kevin Stefanski team that doesn't have the, the quarterback who can do it himself. And I'm sure there will be some scheme changes and adjustments when Deshaun Watson eventually plays quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, if he eventually plays quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, with reports indicating that previously the NFL was seeking an indefinite suspension. We'll see what ends up happening there. But Jacoby Brissett will be the starter for the Browns for at least the first part of the season, we assume. And in that sense, it's probably a good thing that the Browns are still constructed as a run-first offense, a run-first play-action offense. They add Amari Cooper. They add David Bell. And the wide receiver core still probably leaves something to be desired. But, you know, they, they, they give David Njoku the extension. They like the young Harrison Bryant to maybe take a step. They like their two running backs, Nick Chubb Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
there's a clear plan, I think, for the Browns early on offense. And and then it's going to be curious to see how Deshaun fits into that. The defense, to me, is more of a collection of names that needs to show that it can coalesce as a unit and actually perform at a high level because there are a lot of good individual players that haven't shown that they can produce consistent high outcome results as a defense. And that's my 50 foot view of the Cleveland Browns right now. It's a, there's some really good players, some really good position units even, but I, I don't know how this is a team that actually makes a a significant push as it's currently constructed with some of the drama going on. Well, that's the part of it. Can they overcome that? You know, it does Watson only get suspended for six games. If he's suspended for the year, the Browns are going to finish last in the AFC North. I'm just letting you, because what they did and how this team is constructed, it's not constructed the way it was with Baker, where they could, they put all the pieces around him. Now a guy named David Bell, no, not the Reds manager. And I like David Bell in the pre-draft, by the way. I want to make that note. But a guy named David Bell is their potential number two receiver, certainly their slot receiver. It's not Jarvis Landry. Um, yeah, Mari Cooper, that's a, a really good player, but outside of that, David and Joku, you overpaid him. Let's be honest here. Are we sure he's going to put up big, bigger numbers than Hayden Hurst? Are we sure about that? Hayden Hurst is like the fifth option in the Bengals passing game. Just put throwing that out there. Um, so they're going to need Deshaun Watson to elevate what's around him. Even if they add another player on the offensive side, on the skill side. Um, so if he's not there, well, then, yeah, you can run it, and you might be able to win some games with Jacoby Brissett, but I don't think it's going to be a ton. Like, now suddenly you've downgraded at quarterback. You've downgraded at weapons. You've downgraded because Baker's better than Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so you have that. But I, I do think that really everything but defensive tackle, I you know, I, I like a, a lot of their players. I like Jeremiah owusu Koromora, and I pretty, got pretty close to getting his name right. Um, and so I, I like him in the middle of their defense. Grant Delpit, who Jamar Chase is really familiar with, Joe Burrow's very familiar with. He played pretty decent coming off of that, you know, Achilles' rookie year last year. Uh, Denzel Ward, Jamar Chase thinks Denzel Ward's the best corner on the planet. Uh, So, you know, so that's scary. And we know what Miles Garrett's capable of. And when when Clowney's focused, right? So I think they do have a lot of talent. But to your point, and, and I'm not saying the comps are completely there because there's nothing to compare this to Sean Watson nonsense to. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's not. It's like a huge distraction. And it's nonsense that he put himself in this position regardless of what happened and didn't happen. At the very minimum, I feel comfortable saying that. And so with that comes distraction, comes all of those things, comes storylines. But it, it's almost like those mid-2000s Bengals that – and I don't even mean from a criminal standpoint. I mean from a distraction standpoint. Like it always felt like they had talent. Like, oh, well, they have Odell Thurman and they have this guy and this guy. And just it never went right. And they were always searching a bit. And I mean, now the Browns were in the divisional round two years or two years ago. They beat the Steelers, really beat them up at Heinz Field. Uh, they They lost to the Chiefs by what? A possession? Now, Part of that has to do with Mahomes getting injured in that game, but still matters worth pointing out. Overall, though, um, without a health, you know, a healthy and playing at a high level Deshaun Watson, which I don't think they'll have for at least six games, probably more. I think I'm being very conservative on how many games will be suspended. Um, I think that uh, they're 
their path to winning this division is just really tough because I think the Ravens are better. I think the Bengals are better, straight up. And, and the Steelers, who we're going to talk about shortly, might be better despite not having an offense because the defense is so loaded there. And is the, 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 there's a difference in coaching. Kevin Stefanski might turn out to be a really good coach. We'll see. But Mike Tomlin certainly has a track record. Just to talk about some of the newcomers really quick for the Browns that might be noteworthy. Perry and Winfrey all the way in the fourth round, who we were thinking might be a Bengals target throughout the draft a few times. We talked about David Bell at wide receiver, who I think could be a very serviceable slot receiver. Looks like he has a solid set of skills. They added Martin Emerson at corner in the third round. Alex Wright, pass rusher in the third round. Really wonder about their interior pass rush. Really wonder about their ability to hold up against the run with the the weight of, I mean, I like Jeremiah Obusu-Koromoa plenty, but, you know, the size is a thing for him. He can get washed out. The Bengals added size. They added power in their running game. So that'll be an interesting thing to see. How, Jake, how do the Browns... are, are you saying size matters? I am saying size matters. Yep. As as we all know, I think that's fair. I was just discussing wondering. football and the running game. It'll be interesting to see how that matches up. And then the other matchup that's going to be a lot of fun is is uh, Denzel Ward and and Jamar Chase. I think that one's really good. Will Greg Newsom take a step? Really liked him coming out of Northwestern last year. Greedy Williams was a guy that had praise in the second round coming out, but health is a concern for these guys too. And, and the last note here. Browns fans think they have their version of Evan McPherson in Cade York, yeah, who they picked yeah. in the fourth round. Yep. I, I made fun of this pick because that is my brand. I will make fun of teams that draft kickers Sheesh. early in the draft. But Browns fans are convinced that Cade, that this is the best kicking division in football, and Cade York is a big part of that, just as much as Evan McPherson and Justin Tucker are. And and we'll talk about Chris Boswell too because he's pretty good for Pittsburgh if he's still kicking for Pittsburgh. He but is. Cade York, a name to watch for the Browns for sure. Yep. No, I, I agree with that. And I think uh, honestly, I, I think he's going to deliver. Now, I don't think it'll be necessarily Evan McPherson, but I think he's really good. <laughs> I do. Fourth round, is it is it a little rich? Fine. The Bengals, it's the blueprint. What did they do? They drafted a kicker early, hit a home run. What else did they do? They loaded up on wide receivers around their young quarterback. What are all these teams doing? They're, they're bending over backwards for receivers that aren't as good as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So uh, that's the part of it. Now, the, the last thing I will say, the best move the Browns made this offseason, the fact that they got Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder, like two months later, he would have been worth more than that. But they just stole him and uh it because there was a premium for wide receivers and they they were able to steal him for nothing just because of his salary so i i think that was a uh a really nice move but we do have to talk about the pittsburgh steelers is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's dive into those Pittsburgh Steelers. No steals at wide receiver on this team. 
unless you buy the George Pickens hype, which honestly, if if he needed to go somewhere that could handle his motivational issues that are said to be at play, he landed with a good coach to get the most out of him. The, the Steelers do a great job of developing wide receivers. They do a great job of getting the most out of players and Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, top three receiver in the NFL, and George Pickens will be the guys to try to do it this year. Calvin Austin, also a fourth-round pick, will be mm-hmm. playing a wide receiver for the Steelers this year. But there's nobody to throw those guys the ball. And the offensive line wow. is a lot like the offensive line the Bengals had last year. Like nobody's buying this offensive line. James Daniels was a nice pickup from Chicago yeah. to play guard for them. But Dan okay. Moore is currently listed at starting left tackle. Chuck Okafor starting right tackle, like not scaring you very much. Kevin Dotson at left guard. Maybe Kendrick Green gets back into the starting lineup who they drafted in the third round last year. But the offensive line looks bad. And, and, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. I mean, are are we really scared of these guys? They're probably better than Ben, <laughs> at least like physically speaking. But I, I don't know. Like I'm expecting to see check down to Najee offense again from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I have a take and I'm not going to put on the chain. Um, but when it comes to the, the Browns quarterback situation. If Deshaun Watson suspended, they have the worst quarterback room in the in the division. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I would take I would take Trubisky over Brissett. Fair. Yeah, I would t- I would take Pickett over Brissett too. I would, I you know because I think he'll make a couple plays with his feet. He, he'd be accurate enough. Um, and the thing I do like about the Steelers, I actually like the receivers. I like Pat Fryermuth. I like Najee Harris. Like mm-hmm. I like like if. Lamar Jackson could get this kind of support. It would be, oh God, right? Like if, if or any of these, you know, this is. Uh, if you if you mixed a match, right? You gave him his offensive line and the Steelers' weapons. Oh, better. They'd be, they'd be. That would be crazy, right? And, and the same thing, by the way, if you put right now, even with this offensive line, oh, this is a take too. If Joe Burrow in, sorry, Bengals, I'm just. If Joe Burrow was just plucked. Right with this offensive line, Joe Haig is a backup. Right, it's just Mason Cole. Was it Mason Cole on the roster? I'm, I, I don't know if yeah. he still is or not. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I'd be like, oh, they got a shot to win the division, like a real shot because of that defense. Right, that defense is really good. I, I think it's the best defense in the division. Um, I like the coach and I like the skill players. Um, now that being said, the Bengals still have two guys better than any of their receivers i think t higgins has the edge over deontay johnson chase claypool can be in whatever cloud he's on saying he's a top three receiver he's a top three specimen maybe you know if you want to talk about the the testing numbers and all of those maybe but he certainly hasn't performed like it so i think uh it's going to come down to the quarterback and that's the thing is they had a crappy quarterback i think they upgraded you're right and it didn't take much to upgrade how far will that take them? They finished second in the division last year. So I think they're going to be right there. And as I look at this division, it's the best division not named the AFC West in all of football. They've surpassed the NFC West, which last year everyone thought was the best division. Uh, the AFC West is loaded with Russell Wilson there now and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. And we, we know what the Chiefs 
and, and potentially the Chargers. They certainly have a lot of talent are capable of, but I think the North is right behind them. Yeah, the other arguments for like the AFC East with Buffalo with expectations Trash. around Bill Belichick's team with Jalen Waddle and and uh, Daniel going to. <laughs> yep. If there's one thing I think about when it's Jalen Waddle, I think, yeah, slow. he's slow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just called Bill Belichick trash. So just, just like when I think about top three receivers, I think about Chase Claypool. But the, the thing that you're you're right about on a on a serious note is this defense is still really good. And and the defense yeah. and the coaching of this team is what's going to keep them right there, no matter what the offense is. So they'll probably be a bad offense. They have good weapons. And and I like Najee Harris. I really like Najee Harris as a football player. I actually like Najee Harris as a person too. Like the only Steeler. Well, Larry Ogunjobi's a Steeler now too. Only Steeler recently that I can say that about. I feel I like Najee Harris, but the defense is still good, and they're still going to be well coached, and they're still going to outperform the names on the sheet. They're still going to be. They, they, you know, they they add Miles Jack. They add DeMarvin Leal, who we'll see what happens there. They add Larry Ogunjobi, TJ Watt still playing, obviously. Secondary, a bit of a question, I think. Akello Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, and uh, Levi Wallace. But again, like they seem to just always get the most out of these guys. And that's where you do have to give Mike Tomlin credit. Even if you don't think Mike Tomlin is a great in-game coach or strategist or game manager or whatever the various criticisms are, which may or may not be accurate. He gets the most out of his team consistently, which mm-hmm. is why these teams, despite looking a lot like this one for the last few years, continue to pick in the middle of the draft. You know, they're, they're stuck in purgatory, which isn't a good place to be, but when you're trying to just sweep your division, you would rather, you know, it's a little bit annoying. It's a bit of a thorn in your side. And, and a bit of a troubling opponent, but looks like Joe Burrow's made some strides against these Steelers too. Yeah, but th- like this Steelers team could be the 2011 Bengals where they have just enough defensively, enough juice from the quarterback, just enough. Like if Kenny Pickett starts, can he be Andy Dalton might? The division is so much where, more competitive though, right? And that's the part where it's like tough. Like it, it they may be that good, but that wasn't a good football team looking back, the 2011 Bengals. But, you know, you finish 9-7, and seven, you squeak into the playoffs. Is 10 wins winning this division now? I Like, the only way I could see that is if they just beat the hell out of each other, much like they did last year, by the way. And, you know, because the Browns sweep, I say that in quotes because it really wasn't a sweep because the last game didn't count. But sweep the Bengals, and yet the Bengals sweep the Ravens and Steelers. You know, if they beat each other up, Maybe, but I think it's going to be 11 wins or more. Like the winner of this division is going to, to to win 11 games. I don't think it's a 10 and seven type thing. And that that's the path for the Steelers to win the division mm-hmm. is 10 and seven. All the other teams are banged up or Deshaun Watson misses the entire year. And you look up and much like last year, win and they're in type, type scenario where they can back their way into the playoffs. It is worth noting for the Steelers that there are some strength of schedule analyses that have their schedule as being harder than the Bengals, despite it not being the first place schedule that the Bengals have. The Bengals first place schedule, you look at their first place opponents, could be much worse. Kansas City playing in the AFC West has a much harder schedule than do the Bengals. Cleveland 
and Baltimore, Baltimore really benefits from their fourth place schedule, right? They were fourth place in the AFC North. I believe I they were. Yeah. 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 So th- they're going to have a, a big benefit there, but people have talked a lot about the Bengal strength of schedule being so difficult going from a fourth place to a first place. And certainly it will be harder. They don't have the fourth place schedule, but I think it's a bit overstated. I retweeted some analysis from Sharp Clark at Sharp Clark NFL uh, a few, about a week ago now, I'd say, who went into why the, the strength of schedule is overstated for the Bengals by some. And the Steelers, the reason I bring it up is because the Steelers actually, according to his analysis, have the hardest strength of schedule in the NFL, which is an obstacle for them too. I, I think the AFC in general as we've discussed, is just going to be such a challenging conference this year. The Bengals don't miss a ton of the great quarterbacks that have come into or remained in the AFC. And, you know, they missed the AFC West this year, which is good news besides Kansas City. But in general, it just seems like maybe the win totals are deflated a little bit in much of the AFC just because of how quality – the entire conference is, and that'll be something interesting to look at when we talk about who's winning the division. But bottom line, as we go through these teams, I still feel like the Bengals are in a pretty favorable position within the division. It seems like from a matchup perspective, from the things they've done this offseason, because they got better too, things still look, like I said, favorable to them on paper when we look at the matchups. Well, they have the best quarterback, they have the best weapons. They have an improved offensive line. I'm not going to say the best offensive line because I don't think well, they are. But <clears throat> do you even have to go further than those three things? It's certainly improved. Uh, well, I will. Uh, the fourth, no clear, like gigantic, gargantuan hole on defense. Sure. There's little things that you could use, right? You could, ah, it'd be nice to have another three tech. Ah, Eli Apple is your second corner. Man, are you sure? But overall, you feel really damn good about the defense as a, as a unit. And so all the same faces on defense, basically. All the things I just mentioned about the offense. This was supposed to be the year anyway. And it should still be the year. And I think that's the fun part is, yeah, this division is good. It is. But the Bengals, they were ahead of schedule last year, and then they got better, and there's no reason to think that they shouldn't take another step in 2022. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And and the most important thing are the the things you started with, James. You have the best quarterback, you have the best weapons. goes a really long way. You protect the quarterback when you have the best weapons. goes a long way. This is the reason the NFL has, in many ways, started to copy the Bengals in this area. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll have plenty more to talk about with the AFC North as training camp, the preseason go on, and we'll eventually get to crossovers again. You guys remember what it was like to have crossovers on this program? There's real football. It's coming soon. We can't wait for training camp to open. Just just going to keep saying it, getting closer and closer. We're going to finish up this week with a mailbag next time on Lockdown Bengals, then we'll dive into, we'll see what happens with Jesse Bates. On Friday, that deadline coming up, we'll dive into some training camp previews and get ready to go back to five days a week coverage coming up soon. If you need more, go check out Locked on NFL. Go check out 
the other programs on the Locked On Podcast Network if you really need it. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Who day? And have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.